It is Tuesday, August 27th, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it is time for another episode of The Rally. Yesterday, Scranton Wilkesbury got a victory on the road, a come-from-behind win, and one that they came from behind and still almost lost before ultimately pulling out the victory. It was game number one in Pawtucket, the first of four games. The scranton Wilkesbury was looking to hang atop the IL North division, and they wake up today tied for first place with the Syracuse Mets following the Rail Riders' win, but Syracuse's doubleheader sweep over Lehigh Valley. The first inning began the scoring, and scranton Wilkesbury used a pair of doubles Bravik Valera, then Kyle Higashioka to take a 1-0 lead. It stayed 1-0 into the bottom of the fifth inning. Nick Nelson, the starting pitcher, didn't allow a hit until the bottom of the fifth inning, but then Jansen Witte's RBI single scored Zue Lin, and the game was tied at 1. An inning later, Pawtucket took a lead with a two-run home run by Bobby Dahlbeck, his third homer in three games, and Pawtucket's lead was 3-1. Into the seventh, that's when the rally began, and scranton Wilkesbury knew they had a two-run deficit, and the first batter up in the frame was Wendell Riho. Southpaw Bobby Pointer, who kicks and deals home. First pitch, swing and a rocket out to left field. If it's fair, it's gone, it's gone, and it's out of the ballpark. Wendell Riho crushes his sixth of the year, and that'll light a fire for scranton Wilkesbury. They're back to within a run. It's 3-2. Paw Sox on top here in the seventh. So that got the Rail Riders thinking rally, and they continued to. After a Trey Ambergie single, there was a strikeout, and so there were two outs with a runner at first base. And Bravik Valera earlier in the game scored a run after doubling back in the first inning, and he had a hand in putting the Rail Riders back on even footing with Pawtucket last night. Strong battle here from Valera. Pitch number nine coming up by Pointer. The pitch home, a swing and a fly ball. Hit really well to left field. Lynn goes back. He's on the track. He leaps at the wall. It's off the wall. It lands on the warning track. Ambergie's around third. The throw comes into the cutoff, man, and he scores the tying run. A lengthy battle, a lengthy exchange, and Bravik Valera wins it. The game was tied at three, and we jump into the ninth inning where the Rail Riders still tied with Pawtucket 3-3, got a leadoff double by Wendell Riho, and the next man up, Billy Burns, was sent to the plate with every intention of laying down a sacrifice bunt. Burns squares, bunts it towards third. Fielded by Houck. His only option is to first, and he sails it down the first baseline. A run's going to score. Burns to second without a throw. 4-3, Scranton-Wilkesbury, top half of the ninth inning. Sack bunt, E-1. And the Rail Riders take the lead. Scranton Wilkesbury had a lead in the ninth, and they had a runner at second base. So the next man up, Trey Ambergie, was instructed to lay down a sacrifice bunt, which he did, putting a runner at third with one out. But Clint Frazier, Bravik Valera both struck out, and the Rail Riders settled for a 4-3 lead going to the bottom of the ninth. But that wouldn't stick, as Josh Ockamy homered on the first pitch in the bottom of the ninth inning, his 24th of the year. It tied the game, and it sent it to extras. And that's where we pick up with the Rail Riders in the top of the 10th inning. The move it along runner, Bravik Valera, began the inning at second base. And then Kyle Higashioka chopped a ball to short, which was booted by the shortstop, C.J. Chatham. There were runners at first and second. There was nobody out. And it brought Ryan McBroom to the bat. Here's the 3-1 to McBroom. Hammered out to left field, and this is gone. Extra inning, Ryan McBroom comes through again. A three-run blast, and the Rail Riders forge ahead 7-4.
in the top half of the 10th inning. Thrill Riders led 7-4 there, and that was the final 7-4 victory for Scranton Wilkesbury in 10 innings, taking game one of four from the Pawtucket Red Sox. Over the weekend, we had a chance to sit down and chat with one of the new arms in the bullpen for Scranton Wilkesbury, and that was David Hernandez. He came over from the Reds organization and has made a couple of appearances for Scranton Wilkesbury in relief. It's always such an interesting mix of personalities that's well-crafted over the course of the season down in the bullpen. But at this juncture, there are so many guys from outside the system. Joe Mantiply signed from the Reds. Ryan Dahl coming over from the Athletics and the Giants. Tyler Lyons coming over from the Pittsburgh Pirates organization. And Hernandez coming over from the Reds. So this is a bullpen right now that has a lot of guys that frankly don't know one another. So that's where we begin with David Hernandez, just trying to figure out what life is like hanging out three hours a night down in the bullpen with a bunch of new faces i think it's you know just trying to get to know the guys in a hurry pretty much and you know obviously trying to learn everyone's names whether they're in the bullpen or <laughs> yeah. just on the 25-man roster but uh it's been a relatively smooth transition and for you at this stage of the season you know this is your first time in the yankees organization so is there anything in the week or two weeks that you've been here that's jumped out to you where you think okay this is different that the yankees do that other, other teams might not um, generally, I just feel like I've already received an abundance of, of help just from, you know, the pitching coach, the mm-hmm. the video staff, and uh, just very quickly, I've been able to tinker and, and fix a few things that I felt like I've been going wrong with, and, uh, and last night was just a byproduct of, you know, just working on some stuff, and and hopefully it'll just continue. David Hernandez, our guest here on the pregame show, and we'll take you through your path to get where you are. And uh, it begins with Casumnas River College out in Sacramento, California, where you spent a couple of years. What was the decision like for you getting drafted out of high school and then electing to go there instead of signing your pro contract? For me personally, I knew I wasn't quite ready to go out of high school, and junior college was the path that I chose. And I was never very big on school and studies and and whatnot. I, I I did what I could to just get by to make sure I was eligible to keep playing baseball. So I wanted to get into professional baseball as soon as I could, whether you know I was a top draft pick or you know mid round or what what whatever it may be. And uh, you know I just took the steps through the the Orioles organization and got my break in 2009. And here I am a decade later, still uh, still playing, still doing what I love to do. Does it feel like it's been a decade that's passed? I mean, for someone who has over nine years of Major League service time, what is it like to to say that, that it's been a decade? Um, It happens fast. Um, I feel like you wake up one offseason and you're three years in, and then the next offseason you're six years in. And I just think um, I've tried to have as much fun as I can, and I try to make sure guys around me are having as much fun as they can. And together I think that's what makes a, a positive season and and hopefully wherever I'm at we can win and and that's the ultimate goal and that's what I saw in this opportunity signing with the Yankees is an opportunity to win and everyone wants to win whether you're in triple-a here playing in the playoffs you want to win um, guys don't want to go home losers that's for sure and uh, and when the Yankees came calling, I, I thought it was an opportunity, one, to resurrect my career and, and hopefully to get big outs wherever that may be, whether it's pitching in the AAA playoffs, you know, hopefully winning a ring with these guys and helping them win a ring and, and hopefully doing it at the big club. Um, I just know that 
there's still a lot of work to be done and and hopefully I can thrive and, and build off of last night's performance and, and continue just to feel right and feel well. You know, I, I do feel healthy and, and I'm happy, happy to be here. David Hernandez, our guest here on the pregame show. And uh, the other big thing on the resume that jumps out to me is your time spent with the World Baseball Classic. And you spent time with Team USA, though I think there was a, a stretch where you were hoping to join Team Mexico and, and wound up getting added to Team USA at a later date. So how did that whole process go where ultimately you were on Team USA for the World Baseball Classic? Um, well, I, I generally just wanted to play in the World yeah. Baseball Classic. I thought it would be a great experience. And I didn't think I was good enough to play on the, the Team USA roster, so um, obviously being of Mexican descent, I, I tried to play for Team Mexico, and they had welcomed me, and I was look, very much looking forward to it, um, to playing with them, and I guess once we got into spring training, they said something wasn't valid, or I don't even quite know what it was, so I had to basically be dropped from their roster, and I was really bummed out, and and I was, you know, obviously looking forward just to get ready with the season. And then one one morning, I was sitting in the the clubhouse in spring training with Arizona, and I see Joe Torre walk in. I'm like, "Oh, it's Joe Torre. That's pretty cool." <laughs> and uh, just V line straight to me, and I was like, uh, "Okay." I was kind of unsure what was going to be said. I don't know if I did something <laughs> wrong or whatnot, but. Uh, he basically dropped the news that they had an open roster spot, and I immediately jumped on it, and, and it was a great experience. And I definitely would recommend anybody that you know has the opportunity to do that. It's, it's one, you're playing for your country, and two, you're playing with guys that you play with around the league. So you get to meet, obviously, perennial all-stars and players around the league that you know have made such a great impact on this game, and, and it was definitely a fun time. And it's something I would – definitely do again obviously not knowing what my career is going to be going into next year but uh, I know the Olympics are next year with baseball so that's definitely something that you know I would definitely be interested in a big big thanks to David for being our pregame guest yesterday thanks to you for making the rally part of your day today Scranton Wilsbury and Pawtucket get back after it tonight 705 is first pitch pregame coverage with Adam Marco and me begins at 635 on the Rail Riders Radio Network the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.